Many people refer to the church as God's house. And so if we are all God's children, then welcome home. I want to invite you to take a few deep breaths as we prepare our hearts and motorship. Let us worship the living God. Standing or sitting, let us join together in the call to worship. Rejoice, for our God is here. We have limited where we might see the Spirit. We have limited how we hear the voice of our God. May we be open to finding God in all things. You may be seated. Welcome. Welcome to worship here at Westminster. 
If you're visiting with us, I want to offer you a special welcome and invite everyone out after worship to our patio area. We have coffee and tea and donut holes out there. And as you are enjoying those treats, a chance to be in conversation with one another. I especially encourage you to be in conversation maybe with someone you haven't met yet. And also during our offering time, if you're sitting here in the center, if you would take that pew register book and sign your name, pass it down the aisle, pass it back. Um, take a look at the names that are in there. Greet one another by name after worship. If you're new to our community and want to include some contact information, we'd be happy to be in touch with you later in the week. So let's join together now in our community prayer. Let us pray. God of surprises, we come here from the weariness of the moment, from various triumphs, from fears and doubts. Open our hearts to receive your surprising message of hope for all people. Help us to listen to one another when we are pointed towards something good, towards you. May we notice you even in the most unexpected times and places. Amen. Our prayers continue in quiet. Friends, know that God shows up always, sometimes in surprising and unexpected ways, but God shows up, reminding us of God's mercy, of God's love, God's hope, God's peace. And may we know that in God's presence, in God's love, we are forgiven, we are set free. Thanks be to God. Amen. So now as we continue in our time of prayer, this is your opportunity to share the prayers that are on your hearts and minds today. So if you have a joy or a concern to share with us, just raise your hand and let us know. Yeah, Carol. Hey, it's summertime. <laughs> Amen. Uh, so Carol is celebrating that uh, yesterday was a big party for the Reverend Janie Spar. It was her 80th birthday. So let's first uh, pray for her as she has COVID and had to attend her own party virtually. 
Um, but then uh, Kara was lifting up the joy. For those of you who don't know Janie, she has been a pioneer and advocate um, for LGBTQ inclusion in the church, in the Presbyterian church specifically. Kara was also lifting up this community who um, from the very early years uh, has supported and backed Janie's work. So joy for all of you as well. Other joys or concerns to share? Yeah, Nancy. Absolutely. So uh, Nan both Nancy's aunt and dad died on the same day, as a matter of fact. And you, what you were doing is lifting up this community, offering thanks and joy for the ways that you all have supported her in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, Bonnie. Yeah. Bonnie's lifting up the people in Kentucky with all the flooding, um, devastating flooding. You know, it's interesting. We actually are planning a mission trip to Kentucky in September because of the tornadoes that they experienced. And now this as well, it's been a really hard time. Yeah, absolutely. Others? Let's take just a few moments of quiet as we hold not only those prayers spoken aloud, but those kept in the silence of our own hearts. Uh, and then I'll lead us in the Lord's Prayer. So let's have a few moments of quiet. Loving God, our life is in you. And as we gather in worship this day, may we be nourished, may we be reminded of your love that fills us for a lifetime. May we be renewed in our commitment to sharing your love, in being in community with each other and with you. Hear us now, O oh God, as together we join our voices in the prayer that your Son taught us, saying, Our Father.
I'm a child. <laughs> it's a movie. It's movie Sunday. I love movies. <laughs> what movie are we watching? Cars 2, Frozen? <laughs> there will be a little bit of Frozen in it. Ooh. It's ready for Exciting. You. Yeah. So, two weeks ago, me and some other high schoolers left on a mission trip to go to San Diego. Now, a trip is usually really fun, vacation, hang out at the beach, but this was unlike any other. We had to sleep on the floor. We had to do work. We didn't get to shower. Now, this may not sound very fun, but... We also got to meet a lot of people from all across the United States. I met kids from Indiana, from Pennsylvania, and they were all super nice. And I also got to meet a lot of kids from the church. And so I think we have a video showing our trip. As you can see, we stayed at very beautiful places. We did work on the ocean, which was very cool. Let's see if we can get sound here. All right. <laughs> here, we've got a... Uh, I'll narrate. So hey, this is us. We were doing our service work on the beach, which we were very lucky. Other kids were doing it in poop-filled <laughs> animal pens. Supersonic woman of you 
Okay, I think we have, yes, Bethany's doing Sunday School. You may follow her out. Go now in peace. So, all right. So our uh, scripture reading this morning is from the prophet Hosea. Listen for how the Spirit speaks to you through these words. When Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son. The more I called them, the more they went from me. They kept sacrificing to the Baals and offering incense, incense to idols. Yet it was I who taught Ephraim to walk. I took them up in my arms, but they did not know that I healed them. I led them with cords of human kindness, with bands of love. I was to them like those who lift infants to their cheeks. I bent down to them and fed them. They shall return to the land of Egypt, and Assyria shall be their king, because they have refused to return to me. The sword rages in their cities. It consumes their oracle priests and devours because of their schemes. My people are bent on turning away from me. To the most high they call, but he does not raise them up at all. How can I give you up, Ephraim? How can I hand you over, O Israel? How can I make you like Adma? How can I treat you like Zeboim? My heart recoils within me. My compassion grows warm and tender. I will not execute my fierce ang anger. I will not again destroy Ephraim, for I am God and no mortal, the Holy One in your midst, and I will not come in wrath. 
They shall go after the Lord who roars like a lion. When God roars, God's children shall come trembling from the west. They shall come trembling like birds from Egypt and like doves from the land of Assyria. And I will return them to their homes, says the Lord. This is holy wisdom, holy word. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Stephen. Um, I want you to know that we're, we're going to do something a little different today. I'm going to ask you a question to share with uh, the people seated, sitting around you. And the question is, when is a time that you've disappointed someone or disappointed yourself? Excuse me. And part of that is an act of solidarity because I've disappointed a lot of people in my time. <laughs> there are youth here who have been disappointed by me from time to time. There are parents of those youth who've been disappointed by me from time to time. Uh, if my family were here, they could give you a long list of times that I've <laughs> disappointed them. And it's interesting, just a, a week or two ago, I, I guess it would be a couple weeks ago now, I was having dinner with some friends, and there was this assumption. They, you know, they knew the work I did here, and they said, oh, well, it must have been so nice to have grown up uh, so strong in your religion. And I said, well, what makes you say that? And they're like, well, because of the work you do. And there's a long story that came after that, because I did not grow up with this. I've expressed that to a number of you. My mom was a very dedicated part of the church and the choir. I, not as much. Uh, I did get kicked out of Sunday school once when I attended. Uh, so I have that on my resume. Um, yeah, there just wasn't a lot about me as a kid that would lead you to believe this is the work I would be doing. It, it was a shock and a surprise to most of my friends and continues to be kind of a point of humor for friends back home that this is what I do. And part of that is because uh, you might say I was mischievous at times, that I maybe pulled some stunts on people, some pranks. And one of those led to a kind of disappointment and the growing of my understanding of faith when I was in college, we thought that it would be a good idea if we could leave kind of a parting gift to the university by bringing attention to all the memorials around the school. Uh, so we decided to do that the last week of classes on a Tuesday because we knew Monday, excuse me, Wednesday morning our chancellor and founder was going to preach at chapel. So we did a Tuesday night so that it could get the most publicity because we really wanted to bring attention to these monuments on campus. And I won't go through what we did to every single monument on campus because I don't want to put those ideas in your head. Uh, but I will bring your attention to one. Uh, this is the, the Vine Center, which is our basketball court. And in order to divert the attention of the authorities, we thought it would be a good idea to blame this all on the Canadians. So. <laughs> We got the biggest Canadian flag we could find, and some of my friends climbed to the top of this building and put the flag up there, mounted it with a bunch of balloons and streamers, so that whenever the authorities were looking for someone, they would look for the Canadians. That was our bright idea. 
Uh, we also hung a banner that listed all the things that we did and wished everyone a good summer. So the following morning, our chancellor and founder was preaching in chapel, and he brought this up. And he said, we can talk about these stunts that these boys pulled last night, because boys like that won't be in chapel. They would never come to chapel. And I just kind of looked down and looked around, and we made eye contact, and but we're all here, you know, we came here because we wanted to hear you talk about it. I ended up in the Dean of Men's office uh, later, there someone confessed to our crimes, and, and when I was meeting with the Dean of Men, he said, you know, I, Jeff, I had to bring in the, the chancellor on this, the founder, and I didn't realize that he knew you, and I said, yeah, we know each other a little bit, you know, I've We've been to lunch together a couple times. And he said, well, I, you know, I told him that, he asked what kind of boys were involved in this. And when I told him your name, he said he was surprised, very disappointed in me. I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> I don't know if he knew my reputation up to that point. <laughs> but now I don't want you to think that just because I had pulled many stunts as a kid, and still do to this day, this morning I was teasing Bethany on the way down from the office. Uh, I looked at the bulletin and I looked up at her and said, wait, I'm preaching today? I thought that was next week. And for a moment, she got very nervous. Uh, so, don't think for a minute that I am not immune to being pranked myself. There was one prank in particular that happened to me repeatedly. When the internet was in a more innocent age, people would send these links that would say something absurd, like, you know, fighter jet lands on, you know, the Broad Street, the road where I live. Or it would say something like, you know, Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant kiss and make up. With like kiss in big bold letters. And I would click, because I wanted to know what that was. And one of them I actually found, it was, it was this one. It was cute little puppy doing cute things. And when you click the Ready link, start eating you get an ad. You get an ad. But when the ad is over, and I saw cute little puppies, this is what I got. This happened to me all the time. I wanted the cute puppies. I was clicking on that. But what I actually got was this over and over again. The stunt was called Rick Rolling, and I have to give credit to Rick Astley, the, uh, the guy who did this, did the song, because he's been in on the joke. I remember the Macy's Day, Thanksgiving Day Parade. They Rick Rolled the entire audience. Like, he just showed up all of a sudden and started playing that song. Like, people were getting me repeatedly with this song, where they would send me these links, knowing full well that I was going to click on them just to have this song blasting in my office and people wondering what I was doing. So I am not immune to these kinds of things myself. Uh, our youth at a previous church, don't you dare get any ideas, Ben and Elsa, uh, once filled my office entirely with newspaper, all the way up to the ceiling. And needless to say, I was disappointed in them <laughs> because somebody had to clean all that up. And it was a, quite a mess. 
when you think of that and you think of the kind of people that would fill the role of a minister, these are not the kinds of things you think about. That kind of behavior is not what you think about. But that was who I was as a kid. It was interesting. When I was a teenager, I uh, kind of out of the blue, I felt like God was calling me to do this work. And I knew that it was absurd. And I knew that it was ridiculous. And I didn't tell anyone. I told except one person, John Gregory, who was a year older than me, someone I kind of looked up to. And when I told him what I thought I was going to be doing after graduation, he said, and I quote, you can't do that, you're too much of a troublemaker. <laughs> I didn't tell anyone for three years after that. I just kept it to myself. It took a lot of confirmation and encouragement from friends and mentors and family to be where I am in this work today. Not that I'm doing it well, but just that I'm available to do it. And so I wonder, I want you to take some time to, with the person sitting next to you, you may have to move a bit, to share of a time when you have been a disappointment to someone else or to yourself. So take a couple minutes to share with the people around you a time when you were a disappointment to yourself or to someone else. We will have more time after worship to continue these conversations, but do try to wrap them up soon. Yeah, a lot to confess. <laughs> So I hope, you can, I hope you can continue these conversations later. 
I know you have a lot to share. So. <laughs> One thing I think that we can all learn, one thing I think we can all learn from this is that none of us are perfect. It's kind of like being in youth group again. So, <laughs> but yeah, our God, none of us are perfect. Every one of you has shown a part of your life resume that might potentially disqualify you theoretically, from being someone who does good works. You're not qualified to do good works. You're not qualified to be a part of a church. You make mistakes. You are not perfect. And our God is a God of surprises, though. It is a shock to many people, again, that I am doing the work that I'm doing today. Those people who remember me as a kid, and even those people who know me now are shocked that I'm doing that. And maybe people are surprised to find that you are a Christian today. Maybe people are surprised that you do the work that you do to bring about justice to this world, to this planet, to the people around you. Maybe people are surprised to see that in you. But that is part of our faith movement. That God has always used surprising stories, underdogs, if you will. I think of the first three kings of Israel. And how each of them, like, there are no perfect people in the Bible, really. Like Saul, the first king, he's good-looking, he's tall, he's apparently a good general, but he's jealous of King David, and he chases his own general around trying to murder King David. King David becomes king, and he has an affair with one of his general's wives, and then has him killed in order to cover it up. King Solomon, he starts out well also bringing peace and prosperity to the land, but he ends up with 200 wives, worshiping all different gods. And so, each of these people in Scripture throughout our history are all stories of people like us. People who had to grow in their understanding of who God is, what God's love looks like, and who God wants, and who God cares about. You read these words that Stefan read so well about anger, malice, and destruction, and our God holding wrath. We think, what? What? I don't really believe that. But what I love about this is Hosea is sort of a timestamp moment in history where we as people, as humans, started to grow in our own understanding of God. Why should we even care what a guy wrote 2,600 years ago? Some of you may have confessed that your disappointment is your family has been broken at different points. Hosea has something in common with us. Hosea, if you were to read the first chapter of Hosea, where he kind of talks about his life, he believed and kind of made sense of his marriage to a prostitute, to someone that was called a whore, and knowing full well that she was going to cheat on him after they had children, or perhaps in the midst of having children, she leaves him for another man. And then Hosea feels like God calls him to go and buy her back from her future partner, which he does. Gives up his own possessions in order to buy her back. Like, who does that? Like, what a bizarre thing that this is how you've made sense of this broken family in your life that you think this is a reflection of God's love? Could it be 
that God loves the spouse who cheated on you. And I'm not by any means saying that, uh, uh, you know, the marriage here in Hosea is a direct reflection of anyone's here. I hope not. <laughs> uh, but it was a moment in time where we started to expand our understanding of God's love. Because up to this point in history, it was normal to think that your God, their God, our God, whosoever spirits out there, was a vengeful God because our God cares about justice. And so if you're sick, it's because you must have sinned. And so God, these are the consequences of your sin. If your family is breaking up, it's not because God told you to do it. It's because you must have made a mistake and you've hurt somebody. You've broken one of the Ten Commandments. If your family, if your business falls apart or your home is destroyed by a natural disaster, it's because you made a mistake. It's because you messed up. And so God has to get even with you. And you hear that in Hosea's words, even as he starts to expand his own understanding of God's love. Does God genuinely care about the person who cheated on me? Apparently, yes. God loves all her children equally with an unconditional love. And it's easy for us to say that. It's hard for us to live that truth out because we are mere mortals, as Hosea says. You can hear it in these words as he's sort of twisted by this own idea. My heart recoils within me. My compassion grows warm and tender. This God that we had read about earlier in the Bible that exacts justice in every case, now that God's compassion grows warm and tender. For I am God and no mortal, a holy one in your midst. It is hard to love everyone unconditionally, isn't it? It's hard to be empathetic of others, especially when they're not like us, when they don't share our values and our principles, when they vote for someone that we don't like, when they say things that offend us. It is hard to love people the way God does. And maybe that's why it's been hard for us as people over the years to believe that there is a God that could love everyone unconditionally, that there is a God that wants every single one of us to participate in making all things new again, in bringing justice to this world, in bringing peace, that God would use someone like you? Are you crazy? That God loves you so much that God has given you gifts to do good in the world? You? Really? It's a surprise to a lot of us. Sometimes we are surprised by that. And so, as we lean into this moment of surprise, how will God surprise us? What will it be for us to love others unconditionally? What will it be for us to live out the will of God in this world? Amen. Oh, sorry, 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 just kidding, just kidding, sorry.
Just kidding. <laughs> Not done yet. Not done yet. There are certain limitations that we put on our God, aren't there? God, you will speak to us when the bell rings. God, you will speak to me when the preacher preaches. I will come to you when I'm at church. I will see all the things that are wonderful when I think it's appropriate. That is such a limitation to who God is. Is it not? That person is deserving of my love. That person is deserving of Christ's love. That person is deserving of grace and peace. And so, as we close, we think about how Hosea ended those verses when he talked about bringing us home to God. What does that mean? He says that our God roars like a lion and we come trembling home. Trembling? A lot of us say, why would I tremble to God? For others of us, we fully understand. Because we have been liberated, finally, from all the mistakes we've made, all the disappointments we've made. We have been liberated that there is a God and a community, a church, that will accept me for who I am. Warts, scars, and the entire mess will accept me for who I am and loves me no matter what. For some of us, we come trembling because there's anxiety there to let those things go. For others of us, we come like St. Peter comes to Jesus at the, after Easter. He sees Jesus on the beach and he just jumps out of the boat and starts swimming across as fast as he can. We serve a God whose love and empathy and grace blows our minds each day, I hope. And so may your love for others be a surprise to you and to others as we all come home. Amen. That's for real this time.
You may be seated. Uh, we have just a few announcements for you today. One is you've probably noticed this colorful box out here in the narthex. Uh, that is a prayer box. For those of you who don't know, several months ago, our middle schoolers, uh, we asked them what they wanted to do. And long story short, they wanted to build this uh, to help bring about more interactive prayer within the community. So there, I notice when I go and grab some out of there, there are, what you do is you can write a prayer down on a card and drop it in the slip. And there's a little door for you to take out a prayer at random. Uh, but I want to bring your attention to it for one to use it, but also because anytime I grab one out, there's several inside. So maybe you don't have something to write down. Maybe you can just grab a card out of there and take it home with you and put it on the dashboard of your car to be uh, reminded to be in prayer for others. Uh, other announcements are if you would like to pass on our high school mission trip video, it will be up live on our church's YouTube channel and our Facebook page, and it will also be sent as a link in our e-news. Please look in your bulletin for other announcements of exciting things that are happening here in the life of this community. Uh, and and in your email inbox with our endings. So with that, let's have our closing hymn. Would you please stand if you're able? as you leave from this place, may you leave surprised by the love your God has for you, and may you be a surprise for others in the love you share with them, and come home. Amen.
travel a lot speaking at camps and conferences. There were some larger, as you know, there are some big churches in Memphis that I, I got to work with. Yeah, 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 yeah. I went to school with a wonderful man by the name of Joel Franklin. Oh, really? Is he related to you? I don't think so. I, you know, maybe my, well, the Shankles of my family. Oh, thank you. Yeah, um, we're from Bristol. Virginia. Oh, yeah. So it could have been. We were, we, were, we were a Duke together. He was oh, yeah. an Olympic champion. 110. Oh, get out of here. 110 uh, meters uh, hurdles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he was a kind man. Yeah. It's like yeah. you wanted yeah. to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, I actually got into college because I was a track runner. I was a distance runner. Person. Yeah. I sure. guess <laughs> yeah. you, need to, you need to look yeah. at this. I should. I was a pedestrian. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 So I know he's like, he's a year younger, right? Yeah, so he's going into first grade? No, no, he's really, I think he's older. He's going into third grade. Oh, he's going into third grade. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, he was older, oddly tall. Like ben and I are not big people. We're not big people. And so, like, we always joked about what if they were giants or something. Like, anyway. So, yeah, I like, maybe you're definitely how I'm, like, whenever they have those moments, like, I just try to sit back and appreciate it. Yeah. Because I know they're not going to last forever, you know? So, all right, man. Yeah, oh, thank you. Yeah, so I had a really hard time coming up with something. <laughs> that's right. I'm sure you've lived a perfect I, I, life. I'm shameless. Yeah, that's right. You've lived a perfect life yourself. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We had to Rick roll the trip. You know, what's funny was the staff. I was telling them like. So I'm going to record the church. And they, so earlier they said, so-and-so ghosted me. It was like a part of conversation. So I'm assuming they know what recalling is. And they didn't. I, a lot of people didn't know. I was like, how do you not? How, do you know? how did this yeah. not, did it happen to you like a oh, hundred times? Oh, oh, at least. And it was the same thing. It's They'd say like, like, Bush like, punches okay. Chaney in the face. Oh, I got to see that. Yeah, right. Dun, dun, yeah. You're like, oh, oh God. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're you're yeah, a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> I am. As are you, James. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. I love yeah. I love the sermon too. <laughs> you did? Thank you. Yeah. Hey, people are beautiful. You do. 
Which one? Uh, we showed the two. Group, the group of the... Oh, the youth group? Yeah. yeah. The group of the old, yeah. when the Rangers started yeah. the Did I tell you, boy, we were tired. Did I tell you about how tired we were? Because <laughs> we were, so we were cleaning up the beach and mm -hmm. painting the gutters. Yeah, you told me last uh, Oh my gosh, just being in the sun all yeah. day, every day. Oh, yeah. Like I, None of us are used to that. <laughs> We're just, oh my gosh, it was exhausting. Oh, yeah. yeah, it, uh, there was a summer where I, that's what I did all uh -huh. in Alabama. That's all I did every day was working outside. And stuff. But, yeah, if you're not used to it, whew. Yeah. See, look at me and I walk outside. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got it like right here, yeah. Yesterday I started outside working in yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So I that window in the, in the building there. Uh huh. The yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. It's very yeah. uh, tired because of high. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, yeah. Do you do the window? How often do you do the windows? Yeah. How often? This, uh, how many? How do you say? Like every month, every week? Uh, no. I do uh, if I see Mark, I just if, oh you, you just wait till you but, uh, see it. Uh, but uh, yeah. I do general mm -hmm. is, uh, yeah. one time a month or yeah. three yeah. months after. Yeah. yeah. Hey, before I forget, uh, that table in the nursery, we need to put it back. Okay. <laughs> um, is in the in the, in is the next room or has to put outside? So. Oh. Um, I can't show you on there. <coughs> the, uh, Particle board, right? As with particle. <laughs> when I went to pick it up, I went, oh gosh. <laughs> you know when that happens? You know when you expect it to be light and it's not? You go, oh gosh. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that. You know, like right here? Uh huh. A long time ago, all the tables right here is this three quarter inch. That particle board?
decide not to do it. So you have to discern. You didn't shut this down. No, I just stop it though. You only have to do one. Okay. This is still open. Stop streaming.